the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 32. Bad feelings erupt. Phoebe and Penny have it out. The 4th of July weekend was only a few days away. The town grew crowded and business was good. The toy store was full of customers and stayed open late on Friday, July 3rd and Saturday the 4th. Phoebe took to eating regularly at Sammy's Coffee Shop, which now sported a new festive atmosphere. Sammy had reopened his produce shelves in expanded form under a large World Tree sign. He was showing off an exotic variety of fruits, vegetables, and baked goods. Phoebe noticed children squeezing and drinking lemon cukes in the coffee shop and on the sidewalk out front. On the surface, everything was going well. But Phoebe's promises to Glenda regarding Abby's letter were becoming an obsession, haunting Phoebe's mind whenever she was free of customers. I can't figure this out. How can I ask Gilligan to hire Abby? The employee we actually need is Lewis to handle the soccer kids, make teams, and referee games in the backyard. These soccer families bring in friends, buy things, make life interesting. We need Lewis. And the idea of asking Gilligan if Abby can live here It's just off the chart. He'll think I'm crazy. Why would he want a strange and penniless young woman living here? It's impossible, but maybe Reverend Tuck could help. Hmm. Should I go to the church office and ask for an appointment? Tell his secretary? What's the reason for the appointment? To ask if Abby can live at the church? Impossible. And I don't want to go to Tuck's private office. It feels creepy, like going to see a doctor or therapist. It will take an emergency to make me do that. And this doesn't feel like an emergency so far. At least, if only I could see Abby and talk to her. I really need a friend to talk to. Jeremy and George both piss me off. Neither one stops by to say hello. Some friends, they just ignore me. And Penny is super cold. Ever since that dreadful party, She acts like I'm invisible. She's in the kitchen baking 24-7, 
and doesn't even look up if I walk in. I'm living with a stranger, and I don't feel very sociable either. Darkness, I'll come to you. Remember, I'll always come through if you want me to. It's all really true how life begins all around. See what you found. On Sunday evening, Gilligan and Phoebe closed the store a little early. Walking home after work, her thoughts turned to the hike she had planned with Jeremy for the following day. The idea of entering the forest to search for the secret zone had been growing on her imagination. Her fear of the forest had been pushed aside by the possibility of finding Abby and the companionship of Jeremy. The forest along Main Street was lovely in the late twilight. A cool breeze blew the sound of voices and the smell of cooking her way. Up past Geraldine's driveway, the barbecue was smoking. She walked through the half-light of the evening to discover Penny, Geraldine, Jim, Jeremy, and George all eating and talking around a picnic table, bearing dishes of food and even a few candles. The group suddenly fell silent. Hi, Phoebe. Won't you join us? I didn't know you were having a party. The words just popped out of her mouth involuntarily. Before she even realized that she felt left out. Penny gave her a hard look and thinned her lips. It's not a party. I just invited Jim, and he brought Jeremy and George. And we saw Geraldine, and she sat down. And now you're here. No one's trying to exclude you. Of course. Phoebe was shocked by Penny's tone of voice. But she grabbed a folding chair and a plate and sat down to make the best of it. Geraldine gave Phoebe her full attention. We're talking about Peabody's article in the Middletown Standard. I think you'll be pleased. Here, take a look. Geraldine handed Phoebe a copy of the recent issue. There on the left side of the front page was a column of print under the headline, The Potato Head's Daughter Returns to the Toy Store. Phoebe read by candlelight. Hmm. Look at this. Hey, kids. It's time to ask your parents to visit the Potato Heads toy store this summer. Phoebe Hood, daughter of Peter and Patricia Hood, is back selling toys and children's books and running art activities at the famed Potato Heads toy store on Bridge Avenue. Phoebe is known to many as last year's star goalie for the Half Moon High School State Soccer Champions. But an injury to her knee has cut short her soccer career and brought her back to benefit the local community. 
Well, that's nice, I guess. But it's hard to trust anything from Peabody after what he did at the party. I'll say, you've got to be more careful. He's trying to use you. I thought Dad handled it well. Phoebe, uh, look at the next page. She glanced through the paper. Oh, you mean this announcement? George and Jeremy will perform new songs at Sammy's Coffee Shop on 160 Bridge Avenue on Friday, July 10th at 8 p.m. Admission free. Phoebe was stunned. She felt as if George had stolen Jeremy away. In no time at all. Or was it that Jeremy had stolen George away? She could not be sure, except that she felt left out in the cold. Boy, that was quick. Yeah, I got it in last minute. Peabody's been looking at my photos and... Says he wants younger readers. So, I asked him to put the announcement in. He did it for free. Well, in exchange for a few photos. Phoebe had lost her appetite and wasn't sure what to say. The memory of Peabody using the party to investigate her parents filled her with anxiety. Anything here about Mom and Dad? Nothing. He interviewed them last Monday, but no article. Eh, I'm sure he didn't get what he wanted, but he likes the toy store well enough. He's pro-business. He wants to see Middletown get rich. Shop in Middletown, that's his motto. But you know, he hates the protectors of the wood for derailing all those big money development schemes, factory farms, industrial agriculture on square miles of land, that sort of thing. And thank God we stopped him. By the way, what do people have against Abby? Complete silence followed. Penny scowled and stared off into space. Geraldine looked anxiously from one person to the next. Jim opened his mouth to speak, but then thought better of it. Jeremy and George looked at each other for guidance. Penny leaned forward, looking straight at Phoebe. What's your connection to her? Oh, give her a chance to eat. She hasn't had a bite. It's a reasonable question. I didn't invite Abby to the party. Or Peabody, either. They didn't exactly fit in. Neither did Scudder, or his drunk friend. I wonder... Who invited them? Well, well. Two weeks in town, and already you're in everybody's business. But do you ask for any advice? Let anyone know what you're doing? And now look at the mess you've made. When you've been around a bit longer, maybe you'll learn to be careful for once. Have you forgotten I've spent my life here? And Abby is a friend of mine. I'll invite her anywhere I choose. She's a loose cannon and a danger to all of us. I gather she's out of town, and thank God for that. 
Whoa, 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 why don't you two slow down? There's no reason to be enemies. You're on the same side. None of this was your fault. You know, I didn't ask for the party. It wasn't my idea. And I'm not feeling welcome here tonight, and I don't know why. Phoebe got up and walked down Geraldine's driveway before anyone had a chance to respond. In seconds, she was walking up Main Street toward town. She heard Jeremy calling behind her. Phoebe! Phoebe! Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, 
Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.